Page 24, June 4th, 2021. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. We're the bite-sized bi-weekly podcast where we dive deep into the latest books we've crossed off of our endless to-read list. Please watch out for spoilers ahead all, and let's get our book nerd on. I think it's safe to say, everyone has their demons. Even the best of us have thought and done things we're not proud of, and instantly wished we could take them back. People can't always entirely erase the sins they carry with them, but they can always turn that regret into a chance to grow and become something better than they were the day before. If anybody knows a thing or two about demons, it's King Nikolai, one of the protagonists of our book today, The Rule of Wolves, by the one and only Lee Bardugo. In Nikolai's case, though, I'm afraid to say that the demons in question are far more literal. When our book opens, we are introduced to the first of our many POV characters in this book, Maki, born of heaven and queen of the Shuhan. She is deeply alarmed to have just received a formal invitation to the wedding of Ravkin King Nikolai Lansoff and her sister Eri. This is an unfortunate development for her, as both the bride and groom-to-be in this situation are supposed to be dead by her own previously ordered assassination attempt on them. She had wanted the rival country of Vierda blamed for the deed and to keep her own throne. Unfortunately, however, she must now accept the invitation so as to not give herself away. But as she starts penning her reply, a dark shadow falls over a portion of the palace grounds. The blight, as the phenomena is called, drains the color from all it touches and makes all people unlucky enough to be within it disappear. This includes her own young cousin, who had been playing in the orchard at the time. Next, we go to the country of Bierda, where we see spy Nina Zenik is undercover in the household of enemy military leader Jarl Broom. She walks arm-in-arm arm through the square with her friend and his daughter, Hane, where they find a group of performers telling the story of Vierda's greatness. Soon, however, the performance is interrupted by three new figures dressed as saints, magic users known as Grisha, who are popularly worshipped in the enemy country of Ravka for their heroic deeds and powers. This instantly causes an uproar in the crowd, and especially upsets the deeply anti-Ravkin Jarl Broom. The whole scene had been an effort by Nina and her cohorts to drum up sympathy for her home country's cause and protection for the Grisha population, so she is deeply pleased to have caused a little mayhem. What alarms her, however, is when Jarl Broom is soon afterward called to battle with Ravka. The war has begun, and her people are in grave danger. Following this, we go to the third of our POV characters, King Nikolai Lantsov of Ravka. He rides out with his general, Zoya, to break up an angry mob that has formed, due to villages vanishing by the blight 
that is slowly swallowing up the entire country. Zoya manages to get the crowd to disperse with some difficulty, and stay soon after a return home. Afterward, Zoya and Nikolai discuss how best to ensure that Princess Eri of Shuhan will agree to a marriage, and ensure an alliance between their countries. Before they can get very far, however, they receive a message from their spy, Nina, who informs them that their enemies in the country of Vierda are marching their way. Our various disparate POV characters from here find their stories slowly intertwining. Nina and her fellow spy, Hane, must uncover information to keep King Nikolai on the throne of Ravka under accusations of illegitimacy and ensure that the country stays intact. King Nikolai and Zoya must shore up for what may become a rapidly approaching war by gathering all of the weapons and alliances they can get. Not to mention, they must also keep Nikolai's darkest secret. A demon has taken hold of Nikolai's soul, threatening his very humanity. Queen Maki must find a way to keep her throne away from her sister and do what she believes is right for her country at all costs. All of them, as well as the other POV characters we meet along the way, must discover a way to survive the coming war, as well as put an end to the ominous shadow blight that has devastated everything it's touched. This book found its way to my attention due to my long-held, deep love of author Lee Bardugo's work. Starting with her beloved novel, Shadow and Bone, she lays out a stunningly detailed and unique world full of magic, or the small science as it is known in the series, based on the rich imagery and iconography of Eastern Europe and Asia. Some people, known as Grisha, are born with the gift of mastering the small science, being able to control certain elements or even human heartbeats. Due to people's fear of these supposedly unnatural powers, Grisha are often recruited into Ravka's imperial army as soldiers from a very young age. Through the series, we see the horrors of warfare and the risk of losing themselves in service to their country. In Bardugo's following duology, starting with the absolute classic Six of Crows, we get a rollicking found family heist story set in the criminal underbelly of the same world. Rule of Wolves marks Bardugo's latest offering in the Grishaverse, as it is called, and the second part of the King of Scars duology. This particular duology deftly brings her previous two series together and reunites us with some of our most beloved characters from across her previous novels. It's one part fantasy, one part political thriller, and all parts pure fun. Not to mention, if you're into romance, I will tell you that the level of pride and prejudice level pining you'll find in this book alone is absolutely off the charts. In the end, I would recommend this book, and all of Lee Bardugo's work, to anybody who may have been introduced to it recently via the incredible Netflix series Shadow and Bone, which just debuted its first series. The Grishaverse books 
give you a chance to delve even deeper into the inner lives of the characters and get even deeper context for what happens in the TV series. Even if you haven't watched the series, these books are absolute modern classics for good reason, offering a fresh take on the high fantasy genre, as well as characters you will not soon forget. I would highly suggest starting either with the book Shadow and Bone or Six of Crows if you'd like to dive in yourself, but either way, they are both worth checking out, to be sure. Please be warned, though, that the Grishaverse books have moments that might be rough for some readers, including abuse and drug use. So please be sure to check out the content warnings in the show notes before reading. Self-care is important, folks. With that, everyone, we have come to the end of our main discussion for today, but fear not, dear listeners, there's still more Book Nerd Diaries coming your way after this very quick break. Are you an author, fellow podcaster, or small business owner looking to spread the word about your product or service? Then let us help you. We offer a number of affordable monthly advertising packages in various price ranges, so if you'd like to hear your ad here in future episodes, please head on over to our page at ko-fi.com slash bndpod and click on the shop tab to see what works best for you. Again, that's ko-fi.com slash bndpod. Then click on the shop tab. We can't wait to work with you. And welcome back, everybody. Now that we are on the other side of our break, it is now time for that ultra-nerdy part of our episode, The Trivia Corner, where I give you a trivia question related to today's episode. As the title of our book today is Rule of Wolves, I thought it might be fun to give you a question about wolves this time around. Ready? Your question is, From how far away can the sound of a pack of wolves howling be heard? Is it a. 10 miles, b. 15 miles, or c. 20 miles. Your answer is a. 10 miles. Wolves are considered to be one of the loudest animals on earth, with their howl getting just below the volume of an average subway train. I guess you could say that if a wolf howls in the woods and no one's around, they certainly still can make a sound. My sources for this question were kids.nationalgeographic.com, australiangeographic.com.au. Links are in the show notes if you'd like to check them out for yourselves. As our episode now draws to a close, dear listeners, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. Whether this is your first or twenty-fourth episode, I'm very glad you're here. A special thank you goes out to Julie and Katie, a.k.a. one of the very best sisters a podcaster could ever ask for, for being our amazing subscribers on Patreon. We truly can't do what we do without your kind monthly support. Our deepest gratitude also goes out to everyone who has shared our posts on social media, given us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, 
or told to podcast and book lovers in their lives about us, as a small independent operation like ours lives on word of mouth. Next week, Friday, June 11th, we'll be releasing something just for our $5 and up subscribers at patreon.com slash bndpod, and we'll be right back here in two weeks to open another page of the Book Nerd Diaries. See you then, book nerds! The Book Nerd Diaries and its associated shows are written, edited, hosted, and researched by me, Amber Wilchin. Thank you so much to Kevin McLeod for the use of our theme song, The Show Must Be Go, and Sincerely Media on Unsplash via Anchor for our wonderful cover art. If you would like to connect with us online, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at BNDPod, on Facebook at Book Nerd Diaries, or via our website at bndpod.wordpress.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes to send my way, please feel free to drop me an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Till next time, everyone, please take care of yourselves and each other, and please support your local library. <laughs>